0: Welcome to another thrilling episode of The Point of Pittsburgh, the podcast. Uh, I'm Kevin Cray. And I'm Steve DiMaselli. And Steve, uh, first time in a long, well, first time in this podcast, short podcast history. We're both in the same time zone, at least. Yeah, I'm visiting family down here in Florida. So uh,
1: it is a, uh, it's, it's, we're both recording late this time instead of me having to like wrap up dinner a little early in order to, uh, Make sure I'm recording. So, but yeah, back on the East Coast, sort of.
0: Well, now that you're back on the East Coast, you're probably feeling a little bit more East Coast stress. So I believe it's your turn to jump on the couch and enter Steve's safe space, which is, to be, to be honest, it's, it's actually my favorite part of the whole podcast. So I'm ready and I'm here for you. So go for it.
1: I didn't have one of these... To even talk about until we like our pre-recording conversation when I was dealing with some nonsense. I'm tired of Apple products not playing well with other products. It just—I I, mean—I understand that they want to s- sell their stuff to everyone and they want to sell every single item that they have to offer to the world uh, to 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 the very Apple loyal folks. But I am just—I—I've uh, got these, you know. Perfectly fine Bluetooth headphones, nothing wrong with them whatsoever, but every time I try to link them up with GarageBand to record this stinking thing, something gets jacked up. I sounded like, uh, first time I tried to record and practice with them, uh, with Zoom running uh, as, as we're recording this, you know, I sounded like a chipmunk. Second time, I sounded like it was super slowed down. It looks like it's working now, but at the end of the day, if I sound a little... Gross or crappy in this episode. It's not because I have COVID. It's because this is, uh, you know, this is crap, and I'm tired of Apple trying to sell all their crap to everyone.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is the
1: part where Kevin pretends like he can't hear me, and you know that he's that he's doing something else.
0: I gotta go to Swickley, and then uh, then go to Elizabeth Township. So it's kind of like a busy day driving for me. Yeah, I could probably swing by and get that for you. Okay. Oh shit, hang on, Steve. Uh, that was really—I'm really glad that you got that off your chest. I hope you feel better about things. And um, tomorrow's a new day, and uh, it's going to be your best self tomorrow.
1: You going to go to DeCarlo's while you're in Elizabeth Township?
0: Hmm. What's that?
1: you going to you're gonna go to DeCarlo's while you're in Elizabeth Township?
0: Oh, I didn't mention I was going to Elizabeth. I was laser-focused on listening to you. I'm not sure where you got that from. Okie doke. Yeah. So, uh, this week, we thought we would discuss uh, a little bit of the future of baseball. Right now, as everyone probably knows, there's 30 teams, which is um, slightly problematic for setting up good divisions Uh, it's always best if you can get to 32 that's the best number for sports in my opinion you know some version of multiple of eight Um, so we thought we would talk about uh, some recent articles on the athletic about expansion they've named six cities uh, including Steve's newly adopted hometown of Portland Oregon Uh, We can kind of go through those six and see if there's any other ones that they may have left out. So, Steve, do you want to uh, run down the six that The Athletic has selected as possible expansion candidates?
1: Sure. So they, uh, as you mentioned, they said Portland. So uh, they also noted Charlotte, Nashville, Las Vegas, and a couple that are north of the border in Montreal and Vancouver.
0: Are there any of those that to you stand out as obvious slam dunks and obviously no way in heck type of candidates.
1: I think uh I think Charlotte's a pretty interesting choice just because it's the largest market out of all of them. Um or excuse me, at least the largest American market I should say. I I think it actually is probably pretty uh the Canadian markets might be a little bit bigger. Um I don't necessarily know their populations. I know that they're second and third in rank in terms of Canada. But I also know there's a pretty big chunk of difference between uh, the Canadian metros and the U.S. metros. Um, uh, So I I do think that – I I like Charlotte. Uh, I I know that their AAA team doesn't always draw as well as other cities' AAA teams. But it it seems like since there's been a little bit of buzz – of them getting their own major league team, it seems like their uh, their attendance is spiking a little bit down there. So I mean that that's probably my favorite of the group. I, I mean you've got to name two of them, um, but I mean we can talk a little bit more about them. But I, I Charlotte's my
0: clear favorite at this point. It just feels like um, Vegas is going to get a team, but it doesn't feel like it's going to be an expansion team. Uh, it feels like okay. feels like that's going to be. In my opinion, the the new home of the Oakland A's. Wouldn't that be
1: uh, Wouldn't that be a bitch? <laughs> Seriously, Las Vegas just keeps poaching their professional sports teams. The Golden State Warriors are going to move to Las Vegas pretty soon too. It's
0: just going to all all the Oakland teams are just going to Vegas, baby. Yeah, yeah, but um, that that one feels like an expansion one to me, and they're already kind of. I don't want to say setting the stage, but making inroads for the Tampa Bay Rays to possibly uh, have some alignment with Montreal. Um, but okay. I also see Tampa going to Charlotte as well, because correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that's uh, one of their affiliates. I, th- I think I... they have something
1: like... I thought Charlotte was the White Sox, but I could be wrong on that. You might be right. That's, I the more I'm like, thinking about it, the more I'm thinking that sounds right. That the Charlotte Knights are with the Rays. Uh, they may yeah. have been with the White Sox at some point in time, but uh, I think I'm thinking you're right now. I
0: think there's some sort of North Carolina connection, I think. I think the best
1: place for them to move the Rays would be to actual Tampa like that oh, feels like the ideal is, solution to that situation.
0: That's a bold idea. Yeah.
1: Um move it move them across the bay to where, you know, the bulk of the people actually live, you know? Yeah, but uh it
0: sure sounds like Tampa doesn't really want that.
1: <laughs> it doesn't? I I I'm not sure. Is that is that really the case that the city of Tampa doesn't actually want the team?
0: They're not exactly beating down the door. Um yeah. You know, I think the part of it is is that Tampa is just a whole bunch of um transplants. There's there's no real true baseball fans and it's a lot of retirees from New York. So that's why sure. Tampa, that's why the Tampa Yankees have always drawn so well as a sure. as a minor league team. Um and when the Yankees visit Tampa Bay currently, it's heavily dominated by uh Yankee fans. So Tampa has just never really worked as a market. Um, I would like to see another Canadian team there. Uh, I do. I, if I had to pick between Montreal and Vancouver, I would probably say Vancouver. Uh, cause okay. I think you could, you could have a really interesting division with Seattle, Vancouver, and, and, you know, pick, pick two California teams. Um, and then if Portland would actually get the expansion team, you know, you could have a really interesting division going on there. Sure. But, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they're all valid choices. Nashville's a rapidly growing city. Right. Uh, so I think that you might not have the corporate support, um, in terms of top 500 fortune 500 companies, uh, but I think there would be enough support there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it would be fine. I mean, it does seem like Nashville really supports any uh, professional sports projects that have kind of come their way at this point. I mean, you know, the uh, Predators do incredibly well in a non-natural sort of hockey market. Um, there's a lot of other a lot of other markets that have just completely failed uh, with NHL teams in the South in particular. Um, ironically, I was just in Tampa today and, uh, they, the, the lightning do incredibly well there could be because they just win, you know, all the time, but you know, it's, uh, but, but I mean, it's, it's interesting how they support them, uh, but not necessarily the Rays. but I, I digress. But yeah, Nashville's, um, you know, it's an up and coming market. Um, you know, I, another up and coming market that I'm surprised didn't get much press here was, uh would have been Austin um mm-hmm. yeah and maybe Salt Lake City as well too um Salt Lake City on paper looks real small market but then uh especially when you're looking just at metropolitan areas but you have to also consider that uh, that Provo uh is is a, a very close adjacent uh metropolitan area as is Ogden and when you combine all three of them you get a number of people that are pretty darn close to uh, to what you have in Charlotte or Portland, um, Nashville and Las Vegas. Uh, in terms of this, the num- sheer number of people lag behind a little bit. You know, they're uh, both of those markets are roughly the size of Pittsburgh. Um, you know, I, I like I like Charlotte again. Back to Charlotte again for me because they, again they do have that big. The big Bank of America money down there, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and they've also got about, um, you know, they got an extra 400,000 people compared to like Pittsburgh. So, uh, you know, they're, it's, it's, it's already well established and it's, it's knocking on the door of, of being a bigger market. Um, you know, and it's still growing too. It's, it's growing just as well as Nashville, even if Nashville's like the, the hip city at the moment.
0: Well, let's, let's kind of take a couple minutes and let you wax philosophic on your, uh, newly adopted hometown of Portland and the the team leading the charge out there. Uh, there's, there's a couple of different entities, but it's called the Portland diamond group, I believe. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, they've sort of honed in on a, on a market down by the, the piers in the Harbor and just kind of sure. want, want to let you walk our listeners through that. Um, is that a good location? And, in general can port would portland turn out for them and things like that
1: yeah i mean i think my experience with portland fans so far is they come out you know when the team's winning um you know i i mean they they really it's it's this is going to sound crazy but it is just kind of a straight up soccer town at this point um i don't know if and don't get me wrong people love the Trailblazers there. Um, but when the Trailblazers aren't winning, man, it's it's real easy to get tickets to that arena. So, I mean, they're doing a little better this season. But last year, I mean, my goodness, you could walk into that building and, and sit, you know, get decent seats for, you know, around 15, 20 bucks. And, I mean, that just doesn't seem real practical in today's, you know, uh, sports market. Um, So the location that they're looking at is not what I would call the best in the world. Um. You know, I think it's uh, it's a little off the beaten path. Actually, for uh, for those uh, the, uh, if anybody that's listening lives in you know Westmoreland County, it's just off of Route Thirty. Same Route Thirty is the one that runs through Pittsburgh. Um, but it's it's not a great location. You know, it's it's up. Uh, you know, Thirty's got stoplights there, just like it does uh, through. You know, just outside of Greensburg, um, and it's not. Uh, it's probably about 2 miles off of an actual highway so um traffic would be a concern in that neck of the woods um you know the I, i've looked at the stadium plans and they're absolutely beautiful like the mm-hmm. renderings yes. and everything like that if they can pull it off they're going to look great it is right by the waterfront um uh, on the Willamette River um you know it, it, it would be a nice it, you know it could be a nice rehab of that area which is kind of That neck of the woods reminds you of the Strip District if the Strip District were still really fully about warehousing. Um, You know, so uh, it's – it it wouldn't be a bad choice. You know, Portland's not real, real big. Uh, I mean, it's – you know, it's it's a little bit bigger than Pittsburgh. I I mean, I think they would still struggle with – with market. And again, if the team comes in, and they don't have immediate success. It's going to take a while for them to win uh, the fans over. They're going to be competing with MLS. I know that, again, that's very, very weird to say, but that is definitely uh, an incursion onto this team. They also don't have AAA baseball right now. So I, I think that's an, a, an another weird sign. Like, I, I think that that's, uh, I mean, they have a very minor league team. Like, they're, you know, it's it's an independent team that's just kind of like meme baseball. Um, but it's uh, – and then they have uh, – out in the suburbs, they have a, a high A team. But other than that, I mean, it's not um, – you know, I, I mean, kids play baseball there and stuff like that. You know, I mean, there's some, some good high school teams and uh, the area produces some good players. But at the same time, uh, I just – I just – I don't know if I see it. I just don't know if I see it.
0: Yeah, I mean, setting aside your current living arrangement of the six that that we named I would probably say Portland would be the the sixth least likely, I guess. Sure. Um, if we had to put one down there, uh just because of some of the reasons you said, I just think there's other there's other options that are probably more appealing both for corporate, I mean aside from Nike, uh, and just the the amount of turnout they can get, so. But um, all right, so I I got to ask you something here. So we're we're talking about expansion, and we're talking about going to thirty two teams. Um, how long have we known each other? I always forget this. Is it since two thousand? Minute, hot minute. I I don't know. It's, it's like 2011? Has it been? Has it been almost twelve years? Yeah, I would say that probably
1: seems yeah. fair. I think it's been it's been the, it's been better than a decade at this point, at least. And
0: you'd say we're pretty good friends, you know? Yeah, one hundred percent. So why in the world did you make me read a Jim Bowden article?
1: Yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting. So um, for those that don't know what he's talking about, uh, Jim Bowden makes a as he often does some outrageous claims about. Um, or outrageous he puts forth an outrageous premise i guess is a better way for me to say that uh and his outrageous premise is he suggests two expansion teams charlotte and nashville and then he realigns baseball removing the national league and the uh, the, the american league so just two east west divided teams and it sounds like there might be actually some mo- momentum behind this it's not this isn't necessarily as far fetched as maybe one might think it is and it could actually be on the horizon, especially now that both leagues have a DH. Um, but he he makes some interesting choices. Four divisions or two conferences, four divisions.
0: Four teams in each division.
1: Yeah. Four teams in each division, yes. Thank you. Um so uh again again getting us to thirty two.
0: Before we delve into this, you know, thought thought plan that he put together here, you want to hear a quick Jim Bowden story? Sure, let's hear it. So this is from a friend of mine who's in, in baseball. And apparently when Jim Bowden was, you know, a GM, he was obviously a disaster piece. There was one time at the winter meetings that he wanted to hide from, from an agent. So they actually found him out in the bushes making phone calls. Like he was camped out in the bushes at making phone calls, trying to do business deals just because he was trying to avoid an agent. So... That's that just kind of sets the stage for what we're dealing deal with here.
1: Man. Well, so, thankfully, he's gotten a career in journalism.
0: Oh, that's that's a lowercase j, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, very much so. All right, so we don't have to belabor uh, all eight divisions here. Um, If you have an athletic subscription, I highly advise you get one, aside from being Jim Bowden. But he has the Pirates in what he's terming the Mid-Atlantic Division, which, okay, we're just going to set that one aside just for a second because the last I checked, Pittsburgh is not the Mid-Atlantic, but he has them in with Baltimore, the Charlotte expansion team in his scenario, and the Washington Nationals. Now, just from a purely competitive standpoint, I love it. Yeah. Because those are all relatively uh, equal payroll teams. Um, obviously, the Nationals flashed the cash a few years ago. But, you know, for the most part, they're in a, a downward swing. And the Pirates, if they would ever spend to their proper amount, would be in the same basic areas where Washington and National excuse me, Washington and Baltimore typically spend. And you got to figure a Charlotte expansion team would be in the same. Sure. General zone. So he has like one team in each division that shouldn't be there. And this is what kind of bothers me. He was going for the, 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 the clickbait in the comment section, but because he made a division called the East division and it's the Red Sox, the Mets, the Yankees and the Phillies. Now, Those four teams are probably four of the five or six biggest spenders. Yep. So I like it from that point. Let them all beat the hell out of each other. But then you get into the part where he has Toronto in the the North division. Okay, sure. With other uh, Northern teams such as Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Detroit.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't so, call that the North Division exactly. <laughs> Considering the one that he calls yeah. the Midwest is the uh yes. is is actually geographically con- considerably further north than any <laughs> there's two teams that are further yeah. north than any team in the
0: North Division, but I digress. So here's what I would do. I would swap Philly out of the East. Okay. And move Toronto and move Toronto in. Okay. Now that kinda of sucks for Toronto, but they've been doing dealing with it in the AL East sure. for a long, long time. I would take Philly and put them in the mid Atlantic division sure. because they, you know, are on the Atlantic. And then I would take the Pirates and put them into the quote North Division. And you could have a really nice Cincy, Cleveland, Detroit um division. Again, from a payroll standpoint, they're all relatively in the same zone from a competition standpoint they're all relatively in the same zone um so that's what that's what I would recommend
1: yeah i I can buy that i, I mean i I think that that would be you've got two you've got three of the smallest marketed teams in that division, and then you've got you know another one that has been Kind of set up as being the pirates' rival, um, you know, when they've done interleague play in the past. So there's already something between those two teams, you know. So yeah, I mean, I yeah. I think that that's a that's a fair point. Um, my my one geographical beef with uh, with Bowden is uh, he has Colorado on the Pacific Coast in the Pacific Coast Conference. Um, yes. and I just, that makes me laugh because that would be like saying Des Moines, Iowa is in the, uh, Northeast conference or, you know, would be in the East or the Northeast. Like it's, it's basically the same distance from, from Colorado to the, to the Pacific ocean as it is from Des Moines, Iowa to like Philadelphia, for example. Like, so it's, it just, it's just, it's kind of laughable. Like, um. You know, I, I think that one of the, and I've seen this criticism of it as I was looking on Twitter. But one of his issues, one of the beefs, is that um, you're not going to have two Southern teams join the league at the same time. Um, the reality of it is, is one of those one of those slots is probably going to go to the West Coast, and that'll actually make things a little less wonky out there. Um, you know, I think you can jimmy some things around where if you add another team to the, like sort of the West coast eight, like the legit West coast eight, whether it's in Portland, Vancouver or Las Vegas, um, or some other market for that matter. Um, you know, uh, because I mean, of course the athletics, not the end all be all in terms of the eligible candidates for this list. Um, but, uh, you can actually probably move, um, Colorado, maybe t- more towards, uh, you know getting them in a division with Kansas City and uh and maybe the Texas teams would probably be that that might be the one that makes the most sense uh for them uh but uh, you know and then moving uh somehow finding a way to move you know uh the, the twins in with um you know maybe the i, I don't know the southeast I, I don't know it's hard to say maybe you break up the Texas teams put Houston with the southeast um, and then, uh, you know, St. Louis somehow gets chucked into the North. I don't know. Who knows what, what they call the North now, because I think Chicago and, you know, having Chicago and St. Louis, I mean, in the same division, that might make some sense to, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, there's no good, The once you get into the middle of the country, uh, it stops making sense in terms of alignment. Um, you know, and you're going to have some teams that are going to get, you know, they're going to have to travel pretty far. But Colorado on the Pacific Coast, I thought that was pretty
0: amusing, personally. So there's there's the great Southwest Division. Oh, right. Um,
1: yes, with, with Missouri, or with, with the
0: Missouri teams
1: and the with, Texas teams. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So just kind of following up on your idea, why in the world wouldn't he move Arizona into the, Southwest division with Houston and Texas. And then you could put... Colorado would naturally
1: fit into that one, I think, too.
0: Right. You could put Colorado into that. Um, It it just... I mean, this whole thing is just like mind-boggling in terms of geography. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the whole problem is that when you're going down to a granular level where you're trying to put just four and only four teams into a division you're going to have some situations where there's only three good candidates or five candidates. And now you're going to have this like weirdo one just sort of hanging out there. Right. Um, But I mean, some of his choices are just Jesus. I mean, clearly you can see a guy that was (laughs) putting this together while hanging out in some shrubbery. Yeah. Uh, He didn't bring his map with him. No, no, He, he was, he was winging it.
1: Yeah. Now, if we were really prepared, we would have come up with our own divisional realignments. But you know, we didn't do that, did we?
0: Well, we kind of did a little it bit
1: on the fly here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hodgepodge. Yeah. But I mean, um, I think if you if you tweak some things, you take Nashville, the Nashville expansion team that he put into the southeast. You throw Charlotte in there. Now you've got um, now maybe that North Division. You know, now there's an opening there. Maybe St. Louis jumps in. I don't know. You're going to have to split some states up, though. And it doesn't seem like the Major League Baseball likes to do that. They like to try to push in-state rivalries where they can. Um, But, yeah, I I don't know. It's uh, an interesting concept. But baseball needs to add some teams. It's been way too long since they expanded. Like, way, way, way too long. So, like, we're going back what? To... You know, we're going back 20 years now at this 20-plus years.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I agree they do need to expand. But, man, there's already some garbage players, you know. And now you're going to be bringing in, you know, another, uh, you know, 48 to 52 players. Right. That probably don't necessarily deserve to be there um, not and and, all, and obviously more minor league teams at a time when they're trying to con- contract minor league baseball um, I don't know it just feels like it, it's almost at like a cross cross point with itself but um, they they do want that expansion money I can tell you that yeah,
1: I mean, and it just it just feels like they they there's some markets that maybe they should be in that they're not currently in. Uh, and again, I, I agree with you that they're gonna. There's a couple of teams that are likely candidates to move around. Um, you know, I mean, and and we've already talked about them. I mean, you know, I, as much as I make the joke about you know Pittsburgh possibly going somewhere at the end of their lease with PNC, I, I mean. And, as bad as the or the relationship is between Bob Nutting and the city of Pittsburgh at this point i I still don't actually see them The nice thing about Bob Nutting and if I've never actually said those words um before uh but i I don't actually think the guy's gonna move the team. I think as long as he's the owner, I don't think the pirates are actually going anywhere. I think he'll find a way to make things work out with the city, and you know we'll just we'll just kind of leave it at that um you know so I, I don't know i i like the um i like the idea of uh you know possibly having a couple of teams sh- jimmy around and, and again i would still prefer to see the rays move across the bay um but I, I do think that I I'd like to see them get up to 32. And I, I mean, I, I don't agree necessarily. I, I think that there's, there are some players that maybe aren't getting enough full shake and a full opportunity. And I think that this does give some, some room for some players that might develop if they have a little bit more of a crack at the major league level. I mean, I, I think you're going to always have bad players, but I mean, the pool of talent, you know, coming in has never been greater. There's, more countries around the world producing serious talent mm-hmm. than there ever have been. Um, you know, and, and I don't think that that changes anytime soon. So, um, you know, like I said, it's just, I, I think the talent level's there and I don't think it's really going to diminish things all that much, you know. Um,
0: well, the the best way to inject more talent would be to have an international draft. Oh, sure. For sure. Because then, then you could start to bring in a whole lot of deserving players who are in the the Japanese and Korean leagues. Sure. Um and that that's that's an instant boost to uh help with your talent level. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I agree with that
1: 100% and I mean, you know, and not all of those guys are going to come. You know, I mean, some of those guys are going to just stay home and, you know, they, you know, not the best players in Japan and Korea don't always play in the major leagues, and that's fine. there's nothing wrong with that. But I agree with you, if there was a more fair way, a more sensible way of bringing international players into the fold um, than just straight- up free agency, I, I think that um, I, I think it would be good for baseball
0: and for the players as well. Well, I think uh, it was a good thought exercise. Um, And I kind of agree with you. I think they have to figure out uh, the A's and the Rays first before anything would ever happen with the Pirates. So um, until next week, uh, I'm going to sign us off here. Uh, Thank you again for listening to the Point of Pittsburgh, the podcast. I'm Kevin Cray. I'm Steve DiMaselli. All right. See you later, Steve. See ya.